0: Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of At the Half with your girl Jackie Ray. I am so excited that now we seem to be actually pulling off a schedule. We were so all over the place with this one. But you know, I guess now that I'm just quarantined and all, it's easier to maintain the time. But welcome back, everybody. If you haven't had a chance, make sure you follow me on all things social media at JRay, R-A-E. I don't know, I guess some of y'all are doing it with a Y. R-A-E, the Fanatic especially on Instagram, Twitter. I'm going to try to do a TikTok, but no promises there. How are y'all doing in this? I guess we just completed our fourth week. So is this technically the fifth week of quarantine we're going into? I don't know. It's all blending together right now, but I don't like it. But today we're going to be talking about Von Miller um, and the silence around his COVID-19 confirmation. We're also going to talk about the different ways in police are policing, social distance and fractures, I guess if that's what we wanna call it. Also gonna be talking about undefeated boxer, Devon Haney and he is being called a racist. I'm gonna tell you why that is not actually possible. We're gonna do all that and more so make sure you stay with us right now. Okay, so first and foremost, you guys know that I am from Denver, Colorado. As much as I am not a Bronco fan, I definitely have a fondness for the Broncos in my heart, specifically Peyton Manning, when he was with us, uh, well, with the Broncos and uh, Von Miller, you guys know Von Miller as Super Bowl Fifty MVP with his six tackles in that game. He's also how many Pro Bowls has he gone to? I know he went to one in his rookie season. Um, he's considered one of the best defenders in the league, eight-time Pro Bowler. Thank you very much. Uh, so just an all-around great guy. Um, if you don't know, he has been—he's confirmed that he has have. He has been diagnosed with the COVID-19 virus. He actually didn't know he had it. He, if you don't know, he has asthma. His girlfriend was the one who was like, mm, "This cough is a little different. Maybe you should get tested." Gets tested, finds out he has the virus. So, um, the no. See, so here's the thing. On Friday, it was, it was, silence. <laughs> it was like being in the middle of the desert with no water when you're talking about um, anyone saying anything about Von Miller and this COVID-19 diagnosis that he has, which I was surprised at. He's a he's an MVP. He's a pro bowler. He is very much embraced and loved in Denver. And so I was very much surprised not to even hear about it to great extent. Um, reading and watching the news from Denver, didn't hear a lot about it there. So that was troubling to me. What was more troubling to me is even though they were late, and, and I'm going to give even though y'all know I'm not really good at giving passes. I'm going to give the Denver Broncos a little bit of a pass because HIPAA rules mean that they can't really say anything about someone's health status unless they come out and say it first. But Von Miller said it, said it, said it, went on a couple shows about it. And then we got a statement from the Denver Broncos, and they say this. They say, after experiencing flu-like symptoms, Denver Bronco linebacker Von Miller has tested positive for COVID-19. Vaughn has elected to share his diagnosis publicly to emphasize that anyone can be affected with the coronavirus. Vaughn is doing well and recovering at home in self-isolation. He remains under the care of team doctors who are all following all coronavirus treatment procedures to ensure a safe environment for Vaughn and our community. So that's sweet and everything. Like I said, it was late and I kind of expected more. I kind of expected a statement from the NFL. I expected a bigger Impactful statement from the Denver Broncos. And I definitely didn't expect to go on to Von Miller's live and see him talking with Quavo and hear him say the following. So check this out. I just got like a little cough and like a little shortness of breath. I already got so asthma. So oh man. So that's what I'm saying. So like when you have to like sleep with your breathing machine and like like ain't no special ain't no special protocols, ain't nothing there. no doctor he told you gotta me, do he, just say. all he told me is that I got it. That's it. It ain't it ain't like no medicine. It's not like a he don't have like no medicine for me. Nothing like that. So He's- okay, <laughs> this is not a laughing matter. I'm just I'm just laughing because I'm I'm to be honest quite angry about this situation because one of the things that we know hold true about the coronavirus is it does impact black people more than everyone else. One of the reasons that it affects black people. So here's the thing though, when you really look at kind of the stats of our country. We are not the healthiest country on the planet. So sometimes when you read these stats about, oh, well, black people have are more susceptible to, you know, hypertension, diabetes, and that kind of thing because of our diet, while that is true, um, I, of everybody that I know that has diabetes, and I know five people with diabetes, only two of them are black. So, And I get that that's my personal circle, but I just feel like sometimes, especially when we're talking about diabetes, which is very treatable. Uh, for that to be the underlying cause that causes us so much drama in other issues is troubling to me. What's also troubling to me is that is the narrative that um, Dr. Fauci from the White House, he's the only logical voice you will hear from the White House. He has put that out. He he has been amazing at sharing that narrative and letting people know and bringing awareness that this is affecting, you know, black people disparagingly. So so knowing that Von Miller has asthma, that he lives in Denver, which is a horrible place to live if you have asthma, and to hear him say on his live that they didn't do anything for him, they sent him home and told him to quarantine. Um, it, this, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible um, because I know that I have a very diverse um, listenership, but it's troubling to me to hear that Dr. Sent him home and was like, oh, quarantine, us if anything happens, when you know that the way that this is affecting black people, especially black people with underlying health conditions. Asthma is an underlying health conditions. The way that this virus attacks you is it attacks your lungs and it makes it harder for you to breathe. Breathe, dare say I, impossible for you to breathe once this virus really takes hold of you. So you send a dude with asthma home? J- I'm, I'm, I'm troubled by this because I feel like our healthcare professionals, and I know we're out here advocating for our healthcare professionals and things of that nature. And I get it. No, I don't. I'm lying. I don't get it because I know Von Miller is, uh, you know, by all intents and purposes is a very healthy person, you know, because of the job that he has, but he still has asthma, which is a breathing dysfunction. And that is what caused him to go to the hospital his breathing apparatus that he usually uses that gets away, gets rid of this cough was not working. So yeah, um, that, that troubled me. I was also happy to hear that. Um, if you guys saw the concoction that he was drinking or steaming with, I have heard that countless times. I have heard from several different people, what will break up this mucus. Basically it's a hardening of mucus in your lungs. What can naturally remedy that? Um, I've heard that countless times and to hear that that's the only relief, not only is that the only relief that he found, it was the only relief that he had access to because medical professionals were fine and dandy with sending him home with nothing. So I'm glad to hear that that does kind of work. So if you guys know of anybody, and I just say, let's do it, especially black people. Let's just do it. Let's just, let's just do this steaming treatment once every other day. Let's just do it together to make sure that we are okay, because clearly if Von Miller, who is definitely as far as his financial income on a different level than most of us, if he's being sent home and just say, Hey, good luck, buddy. Um, (laughs) it's not going to look too good for the rest of us. So let's just go ahead and do that. Now. Um, Von was not the first person to actually test positive for this though. And that's the other thing that troubles me about this So the Ram Center, Brian Allen, also tested positive for this three weeks ago. The crazy thing is I barely heard about that. I didn't even really hear about him being tested positive until this Von Miller situation came about, which again is troubling because on the outside looking in, the NFL has been one of the organizations that has said, no, we are pushing forward. It is going to be business as usual for us. Obviously not completely usual because they have talked about having um, games without fans in the stands you know typical narrative that we're hearing across all sports organizations in that regard but other than that they're having the draft on Thursday this Thursday coming up they're going to start the draft um, yes that's going to be virtual but every everything that they have said is said no we're business as usual that changed for the NBA the second Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz tested positive with it then everything came to a screeching halt. And it became, okay, not only do we have to think about the safety of our players, we have to think about the safety of the public as well. We have to, in an effort to be responsible, put everything on hold. The NFL is not doing that. Essentially, we have the same two. Technically, it's three if you count Sean Payton, who was a coach for my New Orleans Saints. um, And he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. You kind of heard it was like, it was just a blurb. It was just like a little pop-up. It wasn't the same attention that Rudy Donovan and KD got when they were diagnosed, right? So to me, from the outside looking in, it looks to me like the, the game and making sure you do not take the hit that we've seen that the NBA has taken as far as revenue, it looks to me like the NFL is more concerned with that than it is the safety and health of their players. The NBA always gets it better than the NFL, so I don't want to seem like I'm like completely surprised, but I kind of am, especially because we see how much more the United States has been impacted even than China was impacted. I said it last week, I'm going to say it again, those numbers don't make sense to me. We've learned since last week that what the doctors are doing sometimes like if if God forbid, somebody goes out and gets hit by a bus. Um, and then during the autopsy, they find out they have coronavirus. They're not gonna say person died from getting hit by a bus, which is what killed them. They're gonna say the person died from coronavirus. That's definitely skewing the numbers. So in reality, we have no idea how many people have died truly from the virus. And I think that's irresponsible on the on the part of our government. But dare I say, given who's in office, I am not surprised but I digress so this is troubling to me and I hope that we see I I hope that it's just the draft I hope that the NFL is like look we got to keep this hush hush we got to at least get this draft done because the draft is the first domino to fall for a lot of other things as far as our upcoming season is concerned let us get through this draft and then we'll take a step back and see if there's some things we need to do. If we need to say, okay, we're going to push this back. And again, I get it given when, uh, the preseason regular season start, I get not wanting to really say anything right now, because theoretically if if we not out of this stay at home order, riots will ensue. Anyway, (laughs) we coming out of this stay at home order one way Or another, but my thoughts and prayers are definitely, I hate saying thoughts and prayers, but I'm glad to know that Von Miller is taking care of himself in the best way that he can by himself. Um, I know the NFL doctors are saying, oh, you know, we're, we're following the regimen. The regimen is literally just checking in daily if not every other day. That's not a regimen to me with somebody who, A, falls in the demographic of people who are most affected by this virus, and B, he's he's double fold. He's in the demographic that's most effective, and he has a medical condition that affects most people with this virus. So I'm disappointed in the NFL. I'm disappointed in the medical professionals that sent him home. I hope that that narrative changes, um, but like I said, I get what the NFL is doing in some respects because, like I said, we're not gonna stay in this stay at home order forever because we already stir crazy. Check this video out um, that happened here in L.A. I think it was off of 44th and Normandy. About 100 people gathered. Look at how police responded to this. We're out here at the in the South Los Angeles area, 54th and Normandy. It started out as a call. One officer arriving out here, a large gathering. That's what they were responding to. When they arrived out here, they were confronted by over 100, this is the words of the officers, over 100 folks out here in this area. Now, when the officers arrived, they instantly called for a backup call and you can see what happened over 50 officers maybe even more from LAPD arriving out here in force now that group of 100 they ran most of them on foot right now officers from LAPD still out here they are searching for some of these folks I don't have because we know that the police responded when Dak Prescott supposedly had a dinner of about 30 people we've since found out that it was probably only six but even still that's still you know, violating social distancing to a certain extent, especially if you guys are all sitting around a nice little cozy table that we saw things of that nature. I personally, and I said this on the phone, but I don't care if he did have 30 people in there because I'm at the point now where y'all got one more week. And I know that we're saying till May 19th, but this is not, and I'm an extra extroverted introvert. Like I am good by myself, but I, I, I love social I don't drink alone. And so I have this alcohol. I'm looking at my bar right now. That's all beautiful right now because it's got all these full bottles of alcohol on it because I can't invite anybody over. There's no social reason to drink. There's no playoffs. The playoffs would have started last week. So everything is all bad for me right now, socially. My my life socially revolved around sports. I generally I'm a bar chick more than a club girl. I like to go to the bar to watch my favorite games. I'll go to watch to the bar to watch just about anything. That's a sporting activity, including hockey. And y'all know I don't get down with no hockey, but that's just where my social circle lies. So I am not mad at these people on, on Normandy, 44th and Normandy, having about a hundred people out to get together and, and let off some steam. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad at the disparaging difference between how that situation was addressed versus how this one was addressed. Look at that no social distancing happening here in fact this group of people in Huntington Beach right now is protesting the stay-at-home orders. Organizers also held a demonstration this morning and said they want to quote claim our lives back and that they believe the nation is being lied to. Huntington Beach police are monitoring the situation but so far we have not seen any arrest. So this is a video of about 100 people here in Huntington Beach, which is prom- predominantly um, melanin-deficient country. And so they, you know, gather... I I watched about 5, 10 v- different videos of this um, on social media. I didn't see nary a police officer, not one. Technically, uh, the only way that police can really mitigate this situation is with issuing a citation. It's not something that you can haul us off to jail for doing. If I have 50 people over my house today and police come out, they can issue 50 citations. But if you Google, (laughs) that is the, supposed to be now, like black people, we know that we in jail for nonviolent crimes while Billy and them is sitting (laughs) at home eating a steak dinner. So we know that, you know, as far as that is concerned, there's definitely a difference Uh, So I don't want to make it seem like I'm not aware of that. But when I'm talking about what they're supposed to do, which again, I understand what they're supposed to do and what they do do are two different things. But what they're supposed to do is issue a citation. So why you send the whole damn police department to 44th and Normandy, and you are not even trying to make sure that the peaceful protest, I'm saying that in air quotes, y'all, the peaceful protest is safe. Y'all should at least be out there to make sure that the situation is safe. But nonetheless, once again, there is a drastic difference between the way not only this situation, but every other situation is addressed when it comes to us versus when it comes to them. And I, and I think that that is, that is troubling. And the, here's the funny thing about it is I'm going to take it one step further because police aren't even taking people to dr- jail for certain real crimes. Actual crimes, they have said, you know, we're going to issue them a citation and we're going to let them go. We've heard stories about people being let out of jail and being immediately committing a crime, but they're being let out of jail because we're our policy right now is we're not taking anyone to jail unless they've done something atrocious because of the coronavirus situation, which leads me back to 44th in Normandy. What the hell are y'all doing? Why is it 50 of y'all? And you know, their hands is on their gun. You know, they ready to shoot and draw down because, because that area, for those of you guys who aren't from LA is where we reside. That is a predominantly black area. So I uh, I need answers. I am no, I'm not gonna get it. I've been American and black my whole life. so I know I'm not gonna get answers, but seriously, at some point, this can't be. If we're gonna see 50 cops ready to be about that action on 44th and Normandy, I need to see 50, dare I say more cops because then I'm, I'm gonna tell you why because we've also seen white folks in the same type of protest situation be armed to the tee. <laughs> and ready to shoot y'all ain't seen that in those black lives matter marches contrary to popular belief aside from y'all being planted out there that has not happened so i'm just saying if it need to be 50 50 if you're gonna see 50 to normandy send 50 to huntington beach it doesn't make sense to me that we are just i mean and, and it seems dumb right like you know we're gonna see this on social media be, call your boys and, and look Hey, we down here in uh, Normandy. I know they got this thing coming up in Huntington Beach. Send the same amount of people. Otherwise we're going to look stupid. Nobody's going to make that phone call. I just don't understand what you guys are doing. But that also kind of is a great segue to lead into, um, this next topic, which is a fun one for me because this is, this is, uh, the majority being real, real drakey. So, um, I forget the exact day last week, but undefeated boxer Devin Haney uh, was called out for being a racist because he posted to, I believe it was his Twitter or was it his IG? I don't know which one it was, but he posted, he says, I don't care what nobody got to say. Listen, can't no white boy beat me. I don't care on any day of the week. I fight a white boy like 10 times. I'm going to beat him 10 times. So let me read y'all some of these comments really quick because some of these were just again, very Drake-ish to me. Uh, this is Ryan Garcia, also a lightweight boxer. And he said, we should all respect everyone from every race and see who the best man is. I respect David, Devin Haney. And I believe he didn't mean this with racist intent, but let's all respect each other for the love of the sport. And then, uh, a boxing promoter, Michelle Rosado said on her Twitter, she said, imagine a white or Hispanic fighter saying what Haney said, but about black fighters. The double standards are real and disgusting. There's no room for any of it. It's uncalled for. So let me let me let me just, I guess I'll go ahead and call this one my unpopular opinion. Um, black people can't be racist. Okay, it's not a thing, it's not real. I know you guys like to say, oh, so-and-so is being racist. It's it's not it's not possible. Um, and I shall prove it to you now, but just go ahead next time. I am just want to tell you guys now, next time this happens, go ahead and say something like, Oh, that black person is being prejudiced or that per- black person is being separatist. He's trying to separate us based on our race blah, 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 blah. Say something like that. But black people cannot be racist. The reason is in the 17th century, White people created the term race and they created the term race so then that way they could divide themselves and set themselves superior to black and brown people. Since we didn't create it, we therefore cannot be it. Black people cannot be racist, not only for that reason, but because we do not have the social, economical, political, judicial power to do unto others as y'all have done unto us. And until that happens, y'all can keep that racist comment to yourself because we can't do it. Like I said, we can be prejudiced, so if you want to go ahead and call somebody the right thing who's black who says something like this, make sure you call them prejudiced. Black people cannot be racist. I get tired of having to explain this to you. We can't do it. Dare I say some have tried. We can't do it. We don't have the means to do unto other and to affect the masses the way that the masses affect us. We can't go around here and all of a sudden get all the black judges in every state to send every white person who comes through there with a nonviolent crime straight to jail for 50 years. We can't do it. We can't all of a sudden suck the money out of Beverly Hills and Brentwood and make sure those educational systems are jacked up. We can't make sure those areas are food deserts. We can't do it. We can't get away with stuff like Tuskegee and dropping chemicals over white neighborhoods. We can't do it. We can't be racist. Okay. (laughs) Every time I hear someone call somebody a black person racist, it infuriates me. It is not possible. He might've acted like he was prejudiced. And I would co-sign on that, especially given how he addressed the matter. He didn't, he didn't apologize the way that, you know, and not even the typical fake apology that we're used to of like, oh, I'm gonna do better in the future. This isn't who I am. This, you know, the lie that, you know, our counterparts typically say he didn't even do that. He went on and said this. And I low key kind of like this apology because you guys know I hate fake apologies. People don't say stuff they don't mean. They just don't. So he says this. I'm not racist and I never will be racist. I'm chasing greatness. He's right. He's not racist. He never will be racist. I just explained to you why. Uh, he went on to the post later. He said, I just had a very positive conversation with the president of the WBC and confirmed to him directly my commitment to be a role model and my absolute rejection of any discrimination of any kind. Again, that's not an apology. That That's not saying, oh, I, I... I think that anybody, if they put in the work and they have the talent and they get in the ring can beat me regardless of race, which is the apology if I was his public relations person that, that is the apology I would have had him issue. He didn't say that. So I could see people getting mad about that and saying, oh, he this, these words were discriminatory. These words are very prejudiced. Like, we can't say this about black fighters, which is true because all hell would break loose. Black Twitter would be on fire. And I uh, 100% understand that. But here's a, here's a difference. And here's what I really need you guys to understand is the difference and why you can't call something that a black person says racist. We don't have the historical backing to make this comment racist. So you got to think of it like a bank, right? So if I, it, like American money, there's nothing backing it. It's really just printed paper. That's what this comment is. It's really printed paper on the racist scale. When you talking about a white fighter saying this, that's a gold. that is literally backed in gold historically speaking past present and future because you know it's going to happen in the future i bet you day after tomorrow count count your watches synchronize your watches day after tomorrow something like this is going to happen the historical backing that caucasian people have to make this comment racist if that was said by a white person is backed in gold we have no backing it's just printed paper I guess what I'm saying is get over it at this point, because we got a long way to go before we catch up. And I get what you guys are saying. Oh, two wrongs. Don't make it right. We ain't even at the one wrong. You know what I mean? Like we, when it comes to historically catching up, we ain't even on the board. So yeah, y'all gonna have to, I mean, look, and if you go and call him out for it, call him out in the right way. The man acted prejudice and then you can double down on his lack of apology. You can do that. You can say, oh, you know what? Well, hold up. Why didn't you say directly that you you shouldn't have said this? You should have never said that a white fighter can't beat you, especially if you're going to look real stupid. You get in there and you get your ass kicked by a white boy. Don't even set yourself up like that. Double down on that. Make him give you a correct apology. I'm all for that. But y'all going to learn how to use this term racist before I'm dead and gone. I promise you will. All right. So, Let's end out of here on a positive note, which is not really a positive note, but we have seen these really dope battles on Instagram. My favorite hands down is going to be T-Pain and Little John. That was my favorite one. Diddy got on there and had a dance off. Diddy and the Usher dance off was my favorite. I didn't, and the J-Lo getting on there as well. Also my second favorite, but the only one that I have been sitting around Collecting well, I actually opened a bottle of wine for this. I just told y'all that I don't have a reason to drink, and I opened a bottle of wine so I could sit down and watch Teddy Riley and Babyface. Cause I expected it to be all that old school feel-good music. I expected them dope love songs from Babyface. I expected to dance around my apartment by myself like I was in love and I'm not single. That's what I expected. Teddy Riley. Let, let me just let y'all take a look. Let take a look. First of all, I have been seeing so many memes about the hype man in the back. But y'all need to leave that boy alone because I know somebody told him, Like, he's like, what's my job? He's like, you got. Oh, God, okay. because I definitely want hear So <laughs> I have seen so many memes about the hype man in the back. Y'all need to leave that man alone. He was like, what is my job? Somebody told him, no matter what, you look like you having a time of your life. And damn it if he, if he didn't do that. But Teddy, baby, what are you, did you not watch T-Pain and Little John? Did you not just see them each hit play and then get all in the video and dance off? And then t bank kept telling people, shout out, shout out. It was, it was so much fun. It was genuine. You got to see their friendship. You got to see them battle. It was dope. Did you not watch that? Did you not watch any other battle? Even these DJs out here, when they, even though their sound system was hooked up, you came out with a full-on band and feedback. Oh, this was the most disappointing thing. I didn't watch the whole thing because I, you know, that first, like, can you hear me? Can you, I swear to God, if Babyface said, can you hear me one more time? I was going to lose it. So I turned it off. But let me just tell you, Babyface is the most constant gentleman, professional shader I have ever seen. (laughs) Because off top, when Teddy Riley did that first whole full song in full on echo mode, And then did some weird pose with his head. And Babyface said, yeah, I liked your head pose at the end. It was super dramatic. Shade. And then at the end, when Teddy Riley is trying to do whatever the hell he's trying to do, and Babyface is just smiling, he's like, I knew I shouldn't have done this. But I don't think he realized he said it out loud because we heard it. Little tidbits of shade all through that little. I watched about uh, 35 minutes of it. I think it was a total of an hour, maybe 58 minutes before they cut it off. Um, they say there's going to be a rematch or uh, let me, let me take that back. Uh, a redo cause it's, you know, obviously there's no clear winners, but the funny thing about this to me is Teddy Riley was the one that wanted to charge money for this. He wanted to charge money for the, could you imagine if we had paid and I'm I say, say we, I mean me, cause I definitely would have paid for this. And this is what we got. Oh God. All bad. All bad. Teddy, you owe us all kinds of apologies. And um, Babyface on his Instagram did say that he was down for the to do it again. Um, Teddy Riley said the same thing, but Teddy, don't come in here with no band. Go ahead and get you a CD. Put all of your songs on the CD, put them in alphabetical order. And then that way when Babyface plays something and you have a thought, you can just go and just press play. Do that. It is sickening. I also really quick want to shout out everybody who uh commented. So on the fumble last week, we talked about um Aisha Curry being sued for $10 million because she hired somebody to help her elevate her brand, which obviously they successfully did. Now she wants to bow out and they're suing him for 10 10 million dollars. This is not the first time we've seen something like this. It happens all the time. Somebody hires somebody to help. There's literally movies about this, i.e. Dream Girls. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you hire somebody that comes in kind of helps you get to a certain place. And then all of a sudden you get to that place and your head is in a different space and you don't really want to deal with them anymore, which is fine. But contractually speaking, they still did their job. They still deserve compensation. So on the fumble, I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about some feel good story that Steph had done, but he, his quote was, you know, how could I not use the platform that my wife and I have?" I giggled. Brit followed suit, which made me laugh more. So I posted it on Instagram because I thought it was funny. And when I tell you, because at first I was like, oh, I can't even find this to delete it. Because you know how Instagram gives you a notification. But I just saw this long ass paragraph and I was like, I don't need this on my page taking up space. So I went to delete it. And then I was like, well, where is it? Upon further investigation, this fool went over to Aisha Curry's page and left this comment on some random picture. She has that doesn't have anything to do about anything. And he says, like I said, Jackie Ray, Devin Howard, and Britt Johnson were talking crap about you, thinking your husband just put your name in the article for fun. They don't know about your foundation, Eat, Learn, Play, and how you came up with the idea of helping the kids out. Actually, we did a story on that not two weeks ago. So um, fun fact, we know. But let's move on. um, They were so sick to drag you, and he spelled it wrong. I hate when people do that. Like if you're going to... um, use, if you're going to try to drag somebody, delete the comment, start over. If you make a grammatical mistake, they were so quick to drag you. And they do this all the time. Um, all the time. They mention you on their crappy YouTube page at fumble sports. They spread lies about you all the time. I stand by my giggle. Shit was funny to me. I'm so sorry. But the, the fact that the day after we find out you being sued for being petty and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but our platform, I feel like that, that dude's name should have been in there too, because he helped build that platform. So I stand by my giggle and I'm to giggle again. If I hear her name in the same setting, I low key like Aisha, but sometimes you just got to take them L's, including these people in the comments. So I'm gonna make sure I post this on my Instagram for y'all because by all means, come and try it again. But let me tell you to he, to he, to he, okay. Stand by my giggle. So anyway, (laughs) that's all the time we got right now, guys. Make sure you follow me on all things social media at JerryTheFanatic. Give this video a thumbs up if you're watching me on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are finding me right now. Follow me on Fumble Sports, (laughs) like we just talked about, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. I will be um, with Nick Hamilton. We will be discussing the Jordan documentary on the Opposite Reaction Podcast. So make sure you check me out on that. I think that's all I got going this week. Yeah, so I will see you guys next week. Be safe. If you are going to invite people over, which I am for, don't trip. If that's what you need to make sure you don't go crazy in this world, no man is an island. That's a whole thing. Um, go ahead and do that, but make sure you disinfect. Practice social distancing. Have a mask party, guys. Have everybody come over drink and drink with their mask. Well, not through their mask. They have to bring it down because if you can drink through your mask, it's a crappy mask. But, you know, just have a good time. But be safe. That's all I'm going to say, all right? I'll see you guys next week. I am kind of feeling this one.